Hi, welcome to the King and You broadcast once again. We are here in the studio, and we're just excited about what God is doing. And we just want to welcome everyone, the listeners that's going to be calling in. And we just ask you to be open to what God is going to do and what God has already spoken in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind. And you know that God is 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 going to bless you in a way and bring forth the spirit of liberation in your life from this point forward. There are a lot of things in our lives that we have kept deep down on the inside of us. There's a lot of things in our lives that we find challenging to us. There are a lot of things in our lives that that we really don't understand. And because we have not understood it, 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 it has paralyzed us from going forward and being all that God has called us to be. So tonight, just allow the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and more than all of that, the truth of God, bring forth the liberation in your life that after tonight, your life will never be the same again. So again... Um, I'm your host tonight. My name is Steve Johnson. Welcome to the King and You radio broadcast where we're, we're looking to empower people to fulfill their purpose in God, breaking out all the barriers that's in our lives, breaking out all the walls and the mountain that seem to stand in our way for us from us being the people that God has called us to be and from us, keeping us from being everything God has ordained us to be. So tonight, we're going to be confronting the Goliaths in our lives. And we correlate that with the story in 1 Samuel with David and, 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 and the giant Goliath, the Philistine giant that was defying the army of Israel. And we, we're going to tie it in, and you'll see how it's some things that's been in your life, seem like it's a giant, seem like it's too much to bear, seem like it's overtaking you, seem like you're intimidated, seem like it's just no way you see yourself as being victorious pertaining to the situation. So tonight, tonight, lay down all the fear, lay down all the pain, And think about all the things, just for a second, that's kept you from going forward. Those things tonight, people of God, we want to confront those things tonight. In confronting those things tonight, we're going to experience a level of, 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 of liberation, peace, tranquility, a solace just for our own soul, so we can begin to obey God at his word. And the phone number tonight to call in is 818-691-7406. That's 818-691-7406. And let us go into a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you again for life, health, and strength, O oh God. And, Father God, we just come before you, Father God, asking you to continue to search our hearts and search our mind and search our motives, oh, Father God, and why we do what we do, why we say what we say, and why we are who we are, God. And, God, help us and, 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 and 
Tell us, O oh God, so we line up with the word in every aspect of our lives, O oh Father God. We don't claim to have perfection. We don't claim to have mastered this thing called Christianity, God. But we do profess this one thing, God. We know without you, God, we can do nothing, God. Without you, God, we can be nothing, O oh Father God. So, Father God, purge our hearts, purge our mind, purge our souls, O oh Father God. And give us the mindset to continue to want to be saved, want to follow your word, and want to understand what you're trying to tell us through the word. So we thank you for every listener, Lord God. We thank you for every soul that shall be liberated on tonight, God. And we thank you, Lord God, for the mother or for the father who's going to hear the message tonight, God, and begin to live a life that's going to be victorious, not only for themselves, but also for their children. It's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you again, everyone that's listening to the King and You broadcast. Again, I'm your host, Steve Johnson, and we're just going to be jumping into the Word tonight, um, dealing with confronting the Goliath that's in our lives. And, and, and doing so, what we do is, Saying no longer, we know some things is not really lined up in our life and we don't understand it. And we're not 100% sure how to go about it and deal with it. So what that has caused us in our lives is to be somewhat not as productive as we can be. And and in, that, in us not being as productive as we can be, sometimes it creates an insecurity issue. Sometimes we, 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 we have a flaw and we don't we really don't understand where it comes from. So it, it it cripples us in other aspects of our lives. So tonight we want to deal with those things that's kind of been sitting in our lives that has us has us operating in a spirit of fear and we don't know how to come out. We're gonna be in the book of first Samuel, um, chapter seventeen. And just to kind of give you a little um, content of that particular context, um, Samuel, the book of Samuel, is a historical book. Samuel was a very powerful prophet of God. And in writing this book, he records in history the, the war between the Israelite and the Philistines. And also in this particular um, first book of Samuel, you, you'll see where there's a war going on. Saul is the king at this particular time. And as Saul being the king, there was a giant that rose up and challenged the army of God. And, and here this people of God is, is going to bless you as I begin to, to just really look into the history of what was going on here. Um, Goliath was one of the last giants that walked the earth. Goliath was. Goliath was standing in the bloodline or could possibly have stood in the bloodline in between the thing God was doing and David. And you're going to see the significance in just a moment here. In just a moment. First Samuel chapter 17. It said, Now the Philistine gathered together the armies of battle 
and were together at Shachoth, which belongs to Judah, and pitched between Shachoth and Ezekiah and the Euphrates. Verse number two, it says, And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Eli, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. Now, now let, let, let me let me give you um, some insight on what I just read there. This is this is First Samuel chapter seventeen. Let me let me make it relevant to where we are today. Now, there was a sore war against the Philistines in all the days of Saul. That's in um, fourteen, First uh, Samuel chapter fourteen, verse fifty-two. The Philistines were in, uh, uh, inward foe, a uh, inward foe, which is much worse than. An outward foe, meaning you, it's one thing to know who your enemies are, but it's another thing to have your enemies right next to you. Because in this particular text, Saul never did quite defeat this inward foe, which was the Philistine. And that inward foe will ultimately end up defeating Saul. Now just think about who you're connected to in your life somewhat, and, and we just have to be honest tonight. Who is it in your life that that you're connected to, that you know they're really not a friend, but they haven't said, hey, I'm your enemy, but you know in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind, they truly, really are not your friend and seem somewhat envy and possibly jealous of you? Who is that person? Saul had that issue. Let us read on down. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they pitched, they pitched by the valley of Eli and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on, the, on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain in, on the other side, and there was a valley between them. Hear this. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. In our turn, that means he was about nine feet tall and a few inches. So he's a nine-foot-tall giant, and he's really defined Israel, the army of Israel. Think about that thing that's in your life that seems to be big, seems to be challenging, very intimidating. Matter of fact, everything in the natural says it's no way you can win. Everything in the natural says you don't even have the ability, the intellect, the resources, the wherewithal. There's no way you can win this in the natural. And so because of the facts, it's made you challenge your faith. I'm going to say that again and, and, and really grab that. Because of the facts, it has made you challenge your faith. And now that your faith is challenged, it almost sets in a spirit of fear or intimidation. It seems very intimidating. And I don't know what that may be for you. I know for myself, and, and, and just keeping it real, I know for myself because of uh, uh, when I was young, I had, I had children out of wedlock. They was young. They kind of grew older. I really wasn't there. I was a young kid, young boy, having, having, having had two daughters, 
And I really didn't know how to open up a dialogue or a conversation with them because they didn't know me as daddy. And so it was my fear that I was inadequate enough to even be called daddy because when I was 18 and 19 years old, I run around having children not even knowing. And that's not an excuse. That's just the truth. So as I got saved and got into God and, you know, God want to try and fix it and it was very challenging to pick up the phone or go and visit with them to try and have a conversation and explain to them that your daddy was irresponsible at 20 years old. I didn't have a clue what was going on. I'm running around having sex, doing what I'm doing, and I didn't have a clue. But you know what I found out? Once I decided to confront that particular situation in my life, all they wanted to know that I was daddy, that I did care, and that whether it took 10 years, 15 years, or five days, that I'm willing to make the wrong right. Now, that thing had me paralyzed for years. But when I decided and I was tired and got into God, Lord, give me the strength to try and make it right. And I don't know what that is for you again, as I said, but it's something that, that seemed to be a giant, seemed to be bigger than you, larger than life itself, and you have to deal with it. It's gonna, it has caused you pain. It has caused you hurt. It has caused you problems. And it has intimidated you from being all that God has called you to be. Think about that. And whatever that is, that just very well may be your Goliath. That may be your war, your battle. That God is saying, and I, and I believe God has been already speaking to your heart, that, that, that my daughter, my son, go forward. Go forward. I have your back. See, friends say they have our back sometimes, but it's nobody got your back like God. It's nobody who's going to hold you in the middle of the night, in the night like God. Nobody going to speak peace in your life like God. So whatever, they, whatever the challenge may be, I challenge you tonight to confront that Goliath, and let's deal with it. You can call in tonight at 818-691-7406, share a comment, share a testimony. I'm not sure what it may be, but if you're led of God and you believe and you trust and you hope, then tonight's your night to confront your Goliath. It may be somebody that, that, that you had an abortion and you ain't said enough for years and you kept that thing bottled up on the inside and it's bigger than you. It's hurting you. It's been hurting you. We all made mistakes. We all made bad decisions. But our God is a forgiving God. He gives us the right to come boldly to the throne of grace. Maybe it's somebody you haven't spoken to your sister in over six years. Maybe somebody, you don't really know who, who, who your child's father really is. And because of that pain, because of that secret, because of that thing, you've allowed it to become big and bigger and greater than God. To where it, 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 it has intimidated you to even think about it. So you know what we do? And I know what I've done years ago. I buried the thought 
of me failing my two daughters. I buried it and denied it to myself. I began to deceive myself. That that became, matter of fact, if we were talking earlier about Saul had an inward foe, an inward enemy, an inward enemy, meaning Saul's own insecurity, and I'm going to tie this back in, his own insecurity, when he was, he, was, he was against David, and God sent David. When God told him to, 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 to wipe out all the Amalekites, and he did not obey God, his own issue became his ultimate defeat. And all I'm saying is tonight, whatever the struggle may have been, Whatever the situation could have been, that tonight, let's confront that issue, name it for what it is, let the Lord know God it hurt me, it still hurt me, and God, I really haven't dealt with it. You know, those hidden things that we hold on to and nobody else know about them, but me, you, God. Those things that are deep on the inside, because nobody knows about it, we figure we okay. But that same thing has kept you in a certain place called bondage, and it's hard to overcome it. That's what God want to go after tonight, people of God. That's what God want to deal with tonight. In verse, in verse 4, I read, that, that And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistine named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And I tell you earlier that that um, that just basically saying that he's about nine foot tall, and in the natural, he's very intimidating. Just like some things could be in our lives that in the natural is very intimidating. Let, let me share more with you further here. In the spiritual sense, this is exactly what every believer faces. And to be sure of it, it's not possible for us to defeat such opposition within our own power. Because a lot of times we try and fight the hurt, fight the pain, fight the issues, Fight the tribulation within our natural ability, within our natural strength, within our natural understanding. And it's hard to try and fight in the natural when it's spiritual. It's hard. I'm going to say that again. It's hard to have victory in, in the natural order of things when it's a supernatural and it's a spiritual war that we're in. And what happens is, there's only one way, it's only one way it can, it can be done, and that's by looking to the cross. But what do the cross represent? The cross represents everything in our lives that need to be crucified, everything in our lives that need to be submitted, everything in our lives that need to die. I'm going to read on a little further here. It says, now, when the Holy Spirit, through Paul, told believers, how to live for God. He took us first to the cross. And that's in Romans 6, 3, and 5. 
if that believer don't understand the cross, and it's in regard to sanctification, then people of God, it's impossible for us as believers to be able to defeat the Goliaths in our lives. It's impossible. In Romans 7, Romans chapter 7, verse 14, about verse 14 through 21, it speaks about there's an inward war. There's an inward battle within us. That every time we will to do good, evil is present. Every time we have a, a, the right thought, the right things to do, there's something always in the midst of our presence that want to keep us doing the wrong thing. Paul said, I see another law of work, a war, a war with my members. A war in my mind. A war in my thoughts. I'm struggling in between right and wrong. Doing what's right, what I know to do is right. And doing what my mind is trying to tell me to do. What my members of my body are trying to tell me to do. At the end of that particular passage of scriptures, it says, Thanks be unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's Romans 7. Romans chapter 7, verse 14 through 21. At the end of that particular passage of scripture. And I'm saying that by that inward struggle. That's what defeated Saul in this particular text and how Saul ended up ultimately dying, killing himself. Because of his inward struggle, he never gave it to God. People of God, please hear this tonight. That thing you done buried deep in your heart, deep in your mind, and I know you may not know how to, other than you got to press on to get to that point, that get to the place where you're sick and tired and sick and tired of carrying that thing around with you. God want to God deliver you from that thing, bring that thing out of you. Matter of fact, it teaches us to bring it to the altar. It teaches us to lay all our cares and our burdens upon Jesus Christ because he cares for us. That's the only way we'll have victory. That's the only way we'll be able to confront the giants in our lives. That's the only way. Verse 5, it reads, And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shackles. Mean five thousand shackles mean about hundred and twenty-five pounds, and it reads on verse six. And he had greaves, graves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders, and the stump of his spear was like a, a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed six hundred shackles, which is about fifteen pounds. Let me give you some hi- hi- history here. The number six is stamped upon Goliath. He was six cubits high, and he had six pieces of armor counting the weapons. The number six was stamped upon Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. And it would identify the future Antichrist. Follow me now. The number of whose name will be 666, that's Revelation 13 and 18. I'm going to go on a little further and tell you this. Even in that, all this significance, you read Revelation 13 and 18, it all breaks down to that the thing in your life, the Goliath that's in your life, come is totally anti-Christ to anything that's in your life. 
to your walk, to the word, to the belief, anything that's God, anything that's God, the Goliath that's in our lives, the pain, the hurt, the deception, whatever we hold on to, it comes against the things of God to keep us in bondage. It's anti-against Christ. Anything that exalts itself above the name of Christ. You know how fear will make you think that that's the only way I can live is in fear. Fear will make you think that you're inadequate. Fear will make you think you're not good enough. Fear will make you think you don't measure up. But the word of God says you are a, you are a child of God, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above and not beneath. That's what the word of God tells us, but that fear, intimidation, hurt, pain, molestation, rape, abuse, all those things are anti-Christ against the things of Christ. So the Goliath that's in your life right now as I'm speaking, it come to tear you down, it come to make you feel down, but people of God, I'm here to tell you, all we have to do is give it to God no matter what it is and who it is, God, we can walk in victory. With God... We will experience a victory like never before. What is that thing that has that has have had have kept you in a place that you don't feel victorious? What is that thing tonight? What is that thing tonight, people of God? What is the thing that's in your life that's totally anti Christ? It don't stand for nothing of God. It defies the things of God. It come against your peace. It come against your joy. It come against your salvation. It come against your sanctification. It come against your justification. It's against everything that God has, has given us in salvation. We have to get to the place, and, and, and I'm going to tie this back into the cross. The cross represents the thing that's in our lives that's not submitted. I said that earlier. And if we think about the thing that's not submitted and as to why they're not submitted, I believe that gives us a liberation within itself. I remember me and I can only talk about me, that in my fear of what my daughters might say, it made me be in denial of something. So even in that denial, another spirit of self-pride began to operate. Self-exhortation began to operate. And then we begin to do things that are, 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 are religious things to do that are good, to make you feel good, about something that you really should be doing. Because I never wanted to confront that issue. And out of that one decision derived so many other things. And I challenge you tonight, I challenge you tonight that call in tonight, share. Call it tonight. Tell part of your story. However God lead you. But tonight is a night of complete liberation. No longer will we live in fear 
of, of, of what people think, fear of what people feel, fear of the thing that you've done five years ago and nobody knows. Fear of the things that, and we all, again, we all have made some mistakes in our lives, and we sometimes we just don't understand how or where to place it. At the altar. At the altar. At the very altar that God has allowed us to come through, come to. I'll read on down a little farther here. It said, and he stood and cried. This is verse 8. This is 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 8. We're just kind of dealing with um, um, Goliath and how he's um, coming against the things of God, defying the, uh, the um, Israel, the army of Israel, which is, is, is by God, ordained and blessed by God, and how some of the same things in our lives, it come against the thing that God has blessed already in our lives, and we don't really know how to come against it, know how to fight against it, don't know how to pray against it, and we end up being intimidated, we end up being fearful, and we end up operating out of fear instead of faith. So when we find ourselves stuck in a place in bondage over in a corner, really can't pray, really can't read, really don't want to feel like going to church because we're already defeated in our mind. In the book, in the New Testament, Paul said our focus should be on the things that are seen, but it's the unseen things that we should really focus on. And the Bible also says, dearly beloved, it does not yet appear what we shall be, even what we're seeing, Ain't what's real anyway. It ain't a reality. It's factuality, but it's not a reality. And the Bible teaches that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Evidence of things not seen. That the just shall live by faith. So, in essence, it's saying, I got to believe in what I can't even see yet. Oh, man, I got to believe in a victory that I don't even feel it, but I'm believing in it. I got to know that I'm able. I know that I'm whole. I know that I'm walking. I know that God is loving me. I know that God is moving me. God is inspiring me. I got to believe that even though I may not feel it, I may not see it, but I got to believe that, people of God, that no giant, no bill, no intimidation from the world will determine my faith. We'll determine my joy. We'll determine my peace. We have allowed things and people and stuff to rob us of the peace God has given us and rob us of the joy God has given us. Tonight, we're going to tell Goliath, back down and chop the head off the giant. Because why? God has given us the victory. Because why? If the devil couldn't kill me when he had me, he don't wait it too late, because God got me now. I'm in the army of God. I'm in the army of victory. I'm in the army of love. I'm in the army of peace. I'm in the army of faith, and I'm not sitting down on God. I'm not backing down on God. So no matter how big the giants are, no matter how, the, how loud the lions roar, my God has given us the victory on tonight. If you have an abortion, repent and pray and move past it, because God already did. If you did something that wasn't right, move past it, repent, and pray, because God already moved it on. As far as the east is from the west, so does God blot our sin. And not that we sin because we got a license to, but if you make a mistake, 
If you fall short, God give you the grace to get back up. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and get back up. Don't wallow in that sin. Don't wallow in that situation. Don't wallow in your last mistake. That will become a Goliath in your life. It'll, it'll, it'll let you wake up every morning where you can't pray. You won't read. You won't believe. And you face every day or just an ordinary day. No, this is the day the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice. And I shall be glad in it. That's what we want to get to. Whether I live in a big house, small house, or even in an outhouse, or in, 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 in a homeless shelter, it does not matter. Because whatever, whatever day we wake up, when we wake up in the morning, no matter where we are within our geographical location, that this is the day the Lord has made. And it's nothing in this day going to make me not praise God. It's nothing in this day is not going to let me give God glory. Even in last year's mistakes, yesterday's mistakes. Because if we really repent, people of God, and give it to God, God will set you free, forgive you, and we keep moving forward. So tonight, I don't know if it's that 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 a relationship that you've been in. I don't know if it's something that maybe you was molested as a child, or maybe somebody was raped. These these things have kept people bound. To where the devil will, will lie in our minds and tell us anything and deceive us that you're not good enough, you're not adequate enough. And those things become big in our lives. They become the good lies that keep us back from walking into our destiny. And if you go back and read this particular text, First Samuel uh, chapter 17 Verses, I would say verse, chapter 17, verses 1 through, I would say 1 through 11. But the whole chapter is, is, is very good. But I just, I just wanted to use that as a foundational um, um, launching as to how that even in this particular context of Scripture, that Goliath ended up being defeated by David. End up being defeated by David. I'm sure you, you might know the story. But please go back and read it, and then you can kind of tie in some things that I'm saying. But this giant that intimidated everybody else, David had brothers that was in the army of Saul. Saul was in the army of Saul. And it goes down and reading, it says, matter of fact, in verse 9 it says, um, verse 8, I'm sorry. It says, and, and this is Goliath talking. And he stood and cried, unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are you, why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and your servant to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. Let him come down to me. Now, here's the significance in what I was talking in earlier about the bloodline. Goliath was one of the last giants which were a product between fallen angels and women. That's Genesis 6 and 4. The effort of Satan was meant to corrupt the bloodline, which would stop the coming of the Messiah, which is Jesus. 
which occasioned the North North Flood, with this last uh, insurance meant to take over the promised land, which was deny God's people a place and thereby as well stop the coming of the Messiah. This was the last move Satan was trying to make through Goliath. And read the story, the beautiful thing, how it unfolds. Just the historical understanding of it and how it ties into the bloodline. Because David, when they call Jesus, Jesus got a heavenly name, the son of David. That bloodline, David, a whole bloodline. That's the bloodline Jesus came down through. That's how powerful that is. Now think of, and, and not well, just think on a moment. Had Goliath defeated David. And I'm saying that to say this, people of God. No matter how big, no matter how intimidating, no matter what the facts are in your life, you must come to a place, we must come to a place where our faith outweighs the facts. Ah, please get that. I got to believe more in what God said and what the Word says than what the world is saying. And when I begin to believe what the Word says, opposed to what the world is saying, then Goliath don't look so big. Some relationships are that just not that intimidating. Some of the decisions I got to make is just not that big. What happens is we, these things become magnified because we operate within our secular and our natural understanding and not rely on the word of God. And that's what God, that's where God is trying to take us to through the word, to build us up in our faith, build us up in our spiritual understanding. So when these natural things happen in our lives, we won't do the natural thing. Fear, natural. Panic, natural. Stress, natural. What's unnatural and it's supernatural? Faith, joy, love, hope. The doctor give you a bad report, start shouting, start praying. It is well. That's unnatural. That's supernatural. From a supernatural place. What has happened though, people of God, we, 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 we've allowed those things in our lives. And, and here it is, not even minimizing anything that either one of us has ever experienced. Meaning, abortion is very real. Meaning, being molested is very real. Being abused is very real. Having a man hard money over you, meaning he controls you with money, and that's, maybe that's all you knew. That's very real. Or somebody strung you along for years, and you gave your all and gave your best, and you end up looking defeated and looking broken and torn. That's real. And I'm saying these things come in our life to destroy us. But Jesus come so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. But that's what we got to tap into that. We got to plug into that. We got to stay connected to that. We're connected to so many other things other than God. And we find ourselves being away from the vine. Matthew 
Matthew 25, it speaks about being connected to the vine. And once we lose that connection, we lose our power. It's like having plugging up an iron and the, and the iron going to the socket, which is the wall, which is the power source. What empowers the iron to do what? Be hot. And when you pull the, the, the plug out of the wall, then the iron no longer can function in its capacity because it has no power. And people of God, I know it, you, you may feel like you've been robbed of your power and, and, and you feel powerless. But I'm here to encourage you today. I don't know what your Goliath is. I don't know what your, your your struggle may have been or what your struggle may have may be right now as we're we're speaking here. But tonight, Jesus is the power source. Jesus is our savior, our deliverer, our healer, our comforter. Meaning, what is it tonight? I just want to challenge you tonight to go back and read First Samuel chapter seventeen, verses one, one through um, one through um, twenty. One through twenty. It'll give you a lot, a lot more insight. But I just want to use it as a foundation. But tonight, I really want to talk at your heart on what God. Is doing in your life. And how these things that's been in our lives has kept us from moving forward. Has kept us from moving forward, people of God. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to believe God that He's going to set forth a deliverance, a freedom, that we're going to break that yoke, break that bondage, break that pain that has caused us to be in bondage on tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you again for life, health, and strength, O oh God. I ask you, Father God, that the callers and the listeners, Father God, that whatever pain, whatever struggle that they may be experiencing, that they may be going through, or what they may be struggling with, we ask you, Father God, to deliver them, set them free. Show them how to take that pain to the altar, God. Show them how to take that hurt to the altar, God. Show them how, show them how to bring those things up that has caused them so much pain, God. Tonight, God, we ask you, have your way in the lives of those that are hurting, those that are broken, God, those that are confused, those that are just not sure. Have your way with them, God. Deliver their minds, O oh Father God. We plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, O oh God. We thank you, we bless you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And give us a call. Uh, again, um, tomorrow we will be uh, 
Not tomorrow, I'm sorry. I'm thinking tomorrow's Tuesday again, quickly. But next Tuesday, same time, um, 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 same channel. Um, just, just allowing God to do what God do and bring forth deliverance, bring forth edification, and so we can move on to the next level in God. Thank you again for being a part of the King and You broadcast. Again, as I said, we'll be here again next Tuesday, same time. Thanks a lot. God bless.